Welcome everyone to another episode of the Sky Realm here at Homie and the Dude. We are so excited for you to be joining us. Um, also, just a quick bit of news. Uh, we do have a mailing list that has just started. It. So if you wish to receive free D&D supplements from us, be entered in any giveaways that we do, as well as also receive pre-launch information about our upcoming airship combat Kickstarter, then join that. There will be a link in the description. Otherwise, last time uh, here at Homie and the Dude, um, I actually complimented people, and I'm going to do that again by saying thank you to our editing team. Uh, I'm going to do that quickly. Thanks to the editing team, Becky and Ben. Uh, thanks to the art team, Josh and Victor and Alex. Um, thanks to Underground Oracle, Oracle Publishing um, for allowing us to use some of their content. We cannot do this without all of you amazing people. So thank you so, so much uh, for being a part of this team and, and allowing us to produce this awesome show. Um, now we'll get into it. So, <laughs> nice recovery. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, um, last time on Homie and the Dude Sky Realm, um, our players were ambushed by a group of pirates. Um, Evis was struck by a bolt of lightning very early on, disabling them for pretty much most of the combat. Um, the group did manage to defeat the pirate uh, with some incredibly creative combat gameplay uh, from R&R &R, uh, Sam Comerford. Absolutely incredibly creative work there. Um, however, during the combat, Geo, our faithful Torto, Tortle, did die um, and went to uh, another plane. On this other plane, they encountered a person um, who claimed that they were Zach Gladius. Um, the person who had been trying to contact uh, you guys through their dreams, uh, this uh, through your dreams this whole time. Uh, he gave some uh, incredible information to Geo, informing them uh, that he believed that the second 40 stone he had created uh, was actually back in the plane that you guys are existing and back in that reality. And uh, he was very concerned uh, and, and was hoping that you guys uh, would be able to recover such an item. Um, with this, Geo and uh, Geo and Zach combined their energy together to transport Geo's uh, spirit back into his body um, and got Geo back into his body. Uh, after giving him a little bit of information that was uh, that was very important to Geo's character, uh, from there you guys did defeat the pirates and then proceeded to investigate the Thunderbolt airship. Um, you guys found a, a couple of different things. R and R and Geo went below the decks and found the rooms of the, the crew. Um, Geo collected himself uh, two Electra-style, Raphael-style daggers, so we literally have a mutant ninja turtle um, now uh, in our team, which is awesome. Um, and then uh, we had Blanco uh, investigating the upper decks uh, and went into Triple P's quarters and found um, in there that he had been basically collecting pixie dust from himself, extracting pixie dust from himself to use um, on his uh, magical rapier um, during combat, um, which you guys experienced. Uh, Blanco also discovered um, a box uh, that belonged to Triple P that had contained his rapier at one point, and they'd collected that. Finally, um, you had found a, a note from a, a, a piece of a note, something that had been written by Triple P, um, basically with a to-do list um, that basically said that, you know, he was looking for the 40 stone, he needed to recover the 40 stone, 
then he needed to regain his honor and rejoin Zodiac's crew. Um, after this, uh, Blanco also found a beautiful elven plus one bow um, in the uh, in the like armory room. From there, um, Rom and Toad were investigating the the, the ship itself, the, the Zephyr itself, and they actually found uh, on underneath the Zephyr a arcane tracker that had been placed there. Uh, they believe by the pirate. Um, they removed the arcane tracker and Ulfur uh, kind of disabled it um, using dispel magic. Um, from there, you guys had a bit of a group conversation on deck and um, you guys basically discussed what had been found. Geo shared uh, the information that Zach had told him during their experience on this other plane. Um, and then Ulfur made you guys promise, uh, do a rune promise, as he called it, which is where you put your hands in the center and he inscribed a rune on your hand so that only uh, you guys could discuss this topic, or at least um, if you go outside of that, he would be fully aware that you've discussed this topic with other people. He then proceeded to inform the group that the defiant rebellion movement was still very much in existence, though it was hidden under the shadows. He informed the group that the fact that the 40 stone was back in existence meant that they now had a chance to rewrite history, to change the way that things are if they could get their hands on this stone. He told you guys uh, that he was one of a few council members of the Defiant um, and that he believed he wanted to go back to the People's Republic to share this information with um, another couple of council members that he believes are there. Um, the group kind of took this in. Uh, Blanco uh, struggled, you know, to decide whether they wanted to be a part of this journey as they have uh, their own journey that they feel like they're on. Um, and as you guys kind of finished this conversation, the group broke apart and r, &R and Toad had a beautiful conversation about um, some feelings. And it seems like r, r is just continuing to feel things, which is just obscenely weird and, and <laughs> out of the normal. Um, and so... Uh, from there, um, Zach had a conversation with uh, with Rom that triggered some memories for for him. That triggered uh, some some recollections of people that were important to him in his life. It was a, if you remember, it was a drow. It was uh, an elven woman. Um, it was um, a, another elven man, and then another drow. The other drow, however, was a drow that had like white dreadlocks, uh, wore like a, you know, like a poncho, basically some harem pants. Um, and you remembered him as your best friend after being turned into a warforged uh, and him being Gazan Bane. So you you now have this this memory and have unlocked a bit more of your uh, your psyche. Um, from there, you guys went to sleep and uh, and enjoyed uh, an evening of sleep. And uh, the next day, awoke to find yourselves arriving at the People's Republic, um, where uh, you guys were slowly approaching the Imperium Barrier.
However, however, today's session does not begin at this moment at all. Today's session begins a day in the past, just as the pirates sprung combat upon you. As Evis was struck by this bolt of lightning, they fell into a sleep for the very first time in their life. As a Genasi, they usually trance, but this time they fell into a sleep. And as they did, their mind began to drift away from their body and begin getting pulled by what felt like an exceedingly large amount of gravity, almost like it was pulling Evis's spirit downwards. And as they fall through what looks like clouds and things like that, and Evis, you awake, and instantly as you do, you can feel there is a lot of tenebous energy around you. There's, uh, you know, this dark arcane power kind of coursing around you. And you can now see that you're laying on a cold, translucent obsidian floor. You can see uh, that there is gold filigree kind of woven into the obsidian, and you can see light kind of emanating uh, from the ground around you. This, this orange glow, as you peer through the obsidian that you're laying on, you can see that there's lava flowing underneath it. As you kind of lift your head to look around, you can see that you're in this gorgeous throne room that has completely been made out of obsidian. You can see the walls are translucent as well as well with lava flowing behind them. There's pillars of obsidian rising either side of you. And then in front of you is a throne chair. Now this throne chair is dark and gloomy. You can see um, that it has these like almost like antlers rising out either side that have been coated in gold as well that kind of meet in the center. You can see that the gold kind of moves along the arms of the, uh, of the throne all the way down to the hands of a being that you can see. And as you kind of look up, you see someone that you kind of recognize, that they're very familiar to you, but they are exceedingly different all at the same time. And as you look, you can see there is a woman sat in a chair with pale white skin, as white as snow. However, um, you can see that they have a gorgeous gold crown on. And as you kind of look down, they have this like almost wet, straight black hair that hangs down. You can see that their eyes are covered in these like black rings. And as you look down, you see like they've got black, almost tears that are not falling, but clinging to their cheeks, hanging there. And as you look down, they're wrapped in this kimono that is different types of uh, greys kind of folded over one another. And uh, they have like large baggy sleeves that are kind of hanging. And the kimono has gold filigree, similar to uh, everything around you uh, on the arms and like wrapping the seams of this. You can feel that there was maybe hope once within the eyes that you were looking at. 
But all you can see now is distress, anger, and just this kind of growing uncomfortableness kind of fills you as they look up at this and they say to you, oh, look what we have here, a lost soul in my throne room. What can I do for you at this very inappropriate time that you have arrived here? I'm so sorry to have disturbed your... I'm sorry to have disturbed you, your highness. Well, what you is have this place? This? Oh, darling. Well, you have come far away, it seems. But this... This is Creator. This is my halls, and you are in a place that you very much should not be, you little insect, you. So, let me ask, what do you want so I can get on with my day, as this is the only time I've had to myself all month? want to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. You are this very is... much awake right now. You are very much awake. You're just not within yourself. I'm, I'm so sorry. What do you mean I'm not within myself? The last thing I remember is being on the skyship. How did I get here? I'm... Well, you're precipicing death right now, which fills me with... And as you say this, this haze, as they say this, this haze of kind of dark energy begins to like reverberate around them, almost like heat haze. You're in between two places, and it seems, as you believe in me, you're here. But you're doing such a disservice right now, because your friends are in fucking terrible, terrible danger. At this point, she lifts a hand and waves it in the air. You see, almost like a mist, black mist kind of appear and emanate. And as it does, it separates and you can see almost like a vision. It shows you the party currently fighting for their lives on the Gladius airship with these attackers that attacked you. And as you're watching, you see um, this small pixie basically hurl a bolt of lightning that basically collides with the Gladius ship. And as it ripples outwards, you see Geo get hit by this and slowly kind of fall. Their body hits the ground. And you can tell instantly that they are lifeless as they do. She leans in and smiles and she's like, you see, your friends right now could really do with you, but instead you're here 
bothering me. Like the- I didn't choose this. Well, whether you chose to or not, like the cockroach that you are, you're invading my home right now. And your friends are dying without you. But this is the way of the world. Entropy is all that is real. All things fade, and whether you wish it to be or not, like myself, all things fall into darkness. And as she says this, her mouth detaches from itself, opens wide, her eyes grow black as she does, and then suddenly it snaps back into the same face that she had. So I ask you one more time, what is it that you want from me? I want to go back. Well, and at this moment, a door um, over to the far right of this throne room opens and you see a giant creature. walk in. As it does, it stands up onto its back two feet. And just to describe it to you, it is clearly a creature that you've read about, a sphinx. But this sphinx is completely mummified, wrapped in bandages from head to toe. And as it stands there, it walks in. Oh, your dark lord. Your four o'clock is here. Lord Damascus waits for you. She turns. Oh, God damn Damascus. He's always. Ah, why? For fuck's sake. I thought I was going to have some time to myself today, but then this worthless spirit is here bothering me. For God's sake. And she leans in. So to go home, it seems like now is a good time as ever. So I shall do that for you this once. But I want you to know, young Evis, that your prayers, your thoughts, for me that you have daily, mean nothing to me. They are worthless, and they are helping you in no way. The Kazeka are deluded. Do not ever, ever forget that. And as she says this, she pushes her hands forward and this dark cloud ripples forth from her hands. It begins engulfing you as suddenly you're sucked back upwards as if gravity becomes lighter again. You suck straight back up through the clouds and you're awake back in your body. You're in the Gladius airship. You're in a hammock. And as you go to move, you feel your arms seem to be working, though it feels like you've run a marathon of some sort. Your, your joints are sore and achy. And uh, as you swing your legs round off of the hammock, you can feel that one of your legs just really isn't working in the way that you want to. It's just not computing with the brain signal that you're sending. At this moment, we're going to cut forward 
a day. We're going to cut forward today to when you're all asleep. To another dream that someone else is having on the Thunderbolt airship. We cut into Rom's mind as he has shut himself down as a Warforge. And his mind begins to drift. Though it is halted almost immediately, you're kind of in this like, this similar kind of plane that I described last time to Geo, but this time it's, uh, it's kind of blue. The ground is flat and blue, and, uh, and it's very cloudy. Um, it, it, blue clouds kind of emanate around you. It's almost like mist rather than clouds, more like fog kind of filling the area. And as you kind of stand there, a figure walks out of the clouds. You recognize him almost instantly as the drow that had been illuminated from your mind. Not your best friend, but the other one. You can see he has a long green mustache that is bristly and kind of sticks out under his uh, under his nose. He's wearing brown robes that are kind of connected at the middle and have like a point down at the hand. You can see he's carrying a book under one arm and a wand that he holds in front of you. The end of the wand is lit with a bit of light. And as he stands there, he goes, Hello Romulus. It's been some time. Uh, friend? Kaiba, if you remember, I vivid, vaguely, like, uh, it's all just a mess here, I'm really sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got you in my head, like, I, I can see you, but I can't name you, Kaiba, hi. Let me fill in some blanks for you, my once friend, after Gladius made the first 40 stone, and set all of the events of what it was meant to be into action, allowing the Imperials to stake their claim, he began working on a second stone. And if you remember, you were assisting him. In the Arcane Institute. Exactly. I do remember that, yes. Whoa, time out. Uh, where are we? This is within your own mind. I'm, I'm dreaming. Are you the one that's making all the dreams happen? Someone's making dreams happen for you. No, I simply have taken this one for myself. Okay. That's not me at all. How oh. very, and as he says this, he strokes his gr bright green mustache. How very curious. As he leans in, he goes, the people that you're with, my friends, yeah. There were a big problem. The events that were set into action by Gladius with the first 40 stone was how it was meant to be. Things are how they are meant to be. And you know, as wildfire burns away the old, it makes way for the new. Now, after he escaped with the second stone, I shut you down. I made sure that you would be able to come back and fulfill what we had all been trying to achieve by building these stones together. 
I brought you back and I was far more surprised than I would have ever been to find that you're with a group that are such a problem. Trying to enact changes that should not be enacted. They're trying to revert the timeline and get back to some fake utopia in their mind. But as you know, like I said, once the wildfire has settled, there can only be the new. There is no time for the past. Change has to come, you are right there. Change always must come. It is the only thing that is certain in life is change. You know this to be true, Romulus. You have experienced enough times in your life that that is how it must be. It is why the fire fills your soul. What are you saying, that we're in the wrong? Not only are they in the wrong, they are about to cause things that should never be caused. They are about to change things in a way that brings things back. It's retroactive and that is not what we want. That is not what you want. You know it in yourself to be true. But we're helping people. Like, how can you... Helping people is the way of the Imperials. We're making a new age, boy. A new age of Arcanum. What are you talking about? You know of the new age. You know what it will bring. Balance. So I will offer you some balance is very right. Indeed. Balance and clarity, but it takes time. You know that the night is darkest just before the dawn and the dawn is just on the horizon. You've known this. Yeah, maybe, like, but it's always darkest. You have to, I don't know what you want from me here. Like, I'm trying to do my best and it seems like you're saying I'm doing my worst here. I want you to do what you have been doing for us many years. I need you to reactivate yourself. I need you to gather information from this group. And once you have gathered this information, I need you to act. And when I mean act, I mean you end it for them all. Because if they continue down this path that they are on, the change that we worked so hard for will not come. And I offer you this I offer you something you want and have wanted for many years. The voice of your dearest Reshi. You have Reshi's voice? I don't have Reshi's voice, but I have the ability to give Reshi's voice back. All that requires is that you, right now, make a pact with me, promise that you shall give me the information that I need about the Defiant and anything else that you believe could help us and the Imperials. Furthermore, when the time for action comes, when I tell you it's time for action, you eliminate 
this good. I, even if I wanted to, I'm marked. I can't speak of anything you've just said. I'm, I'm sorry there. And he lifts his hand and opens his book. He waves his wand and he goes, that is never a problem for the Supreme Wizard of the Arcane Institute. He points it at you and you feel the rune that Ulfur had drawn on your hand begin to fizzle and burn away as it disappears from your being. Now you're free to talk as you wish. Then you'll get Reshi's voice back. I will get more than Reshi's voice back. But yes, that will be the start of the things that I'm willing to do for you, my old friend Romulus. Why? Gladius is alive. Zack is alive. When did you find this out, dear Romulus? Last night, uh, yesterday. He's alive here in the Sky Realm. Uh, I don't know about that. I just know his being is still around. You see him take a concerted step backwards as he again begins stroking his green mustache. Well, that's very curious. Very curious indeed. That sneaky little fucker was always trying to fuck us over. And of course, he would have had a contingency plan. It makes perfect sense. Romulus? You'll get Rushi's voice back now? Not now, but when you have served your time. For now, stay with these people. Do not let them know of our conversation. I will be in contact soon. Thank you, my boy. And as he says this, he sheaths his wand. The smoke kind of begins to encompass him again as he steps backwards into the smoke and disappears. You also wake up back in your body. With this, uh, we're gonna cut back into the Gladius with Evis. Um, Evis, as you awaken, you find yourself not kind of working in the way that you were hoping to. What do you do? There's no one around you, by the way. There's no, uh, no other members of the party seem to be around you um, in the lower deck of the Gladius at this moment in time. I want to reflect on my dream because I don't think I quite understood exactly what was going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Baby's, baby's first dream. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, was that Alia? You can please make a, uh, you can make an insight check with advantage, please, as you have studied okay. the goddess for many, many years. Okay. The first was a 21. Amazing. 
Uh, the second was an 11, so yeah, we're gonna go with that 21. 21. The face of the being that you met, 100% was the face of Alia. You've seen drawings, depictions, excuse me, depictions, ancient scriptures of Alia throughout your life, and it was her, but nothing like the depictions that you've seen. You know, those black tears, the the crown that sat above her head, you know, the gray kimono that was, you know, bland, no color. And then that kind of dark haze, that almost heat haze of tenebous dark energy was all new. Nothing like you recognize from what you had been told. What I've been told, I love that. Okay. I take a second to, you know, it just, it's just in my brain, in in everything I've known for the past, however many years, it's so overwhelming and it's frightening and confusing and many gerunds that I don't have the capacity to, like, give out. Mm -hmm. As you look down, you notice on yourself, you can see that your, your binding that you wear around your, your upper half has been scorched and, uh, and there is like a, a heavy mark kind of there. You can see as well that as you kind of look down, there's almost a scar that is like reaching uh, from where the binding had been struck down your arm a little bit and uh, up your neck, wrapping kind of around your neck and uh, over the back of your shoulder. Um, it's similar to your skin, blue, but like a dark purple blue. Um, as you look at it, you kind of look for a second and you, you're not sure whether you're seeing it or whether you're feeling it, but there's like a pulse there almost like a crackle of energy that you kind of feel right there. A, with my, this hand, not the not electrified hand, or you know what I'm saying, like I touch it and yeah. just tentatively to, to test how tender it is and just realize how close. It was to my heart. It was close and you felt, you, when, you, when you kind of touch it, you kind of feel this like static, you know, almost like, you know, when you, when you as a child would slide down a slide, you know, and uh, you would feel that like kind of static in your hair and things like that. It's kind of that same feeling uh, as you touch the area. And it, uh, it's, it's very odd. It, it's, it's one of that you feel you know, in terms of how close you were, you feel that you were precipicing something scary. And what you experienced was scary enough, but what you precipiced was even scarier. I want to try to get up on both feet. And... Amazing. and yeah. 
Cool. So as you lift yourself from the hammock and go to get up, can you please make a constitution saving throw for me? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I rolled an eight. <laughs> With an eight, as you go to press your foot on the ground and you put your weight on it, it collapses underneath you and you fall to the ground, unable to fully lift yourself with one of your legs. It seems to be uh, your, your your right leg is, is definitely not holding the strength that it wants to. Great. Um... Is there something I can, like, grab onto, or a, a mobility aid of some sort <laughs> yes, somewhere in here? Yes, you can see um, in front of you there is, like, a couple of boxes that you could kind of prop yourself up on. Uh, and next to them is kind of like a, a gnarled stick, basically. Um, you can tell that uh, Ulfur uh, has kind of got it there. Whether he liked the look of the stick or whether he was using it himself for something, you can just see that there is uh, uh, like a gnarled stick that's almost like straight at the bottom, thin down to a point, has like a twisted kind of section and a large kind of um, almost like knot at the top that would be perfect for grabbing onto. Um, I grab. Can... Oh, okay. go on. There, no, go, go on. on, please. Go on, um, go on, Blanco. Uh, Blanco, with his keen sense of hearing. Um, oh, Dios mio. Uh, what is that? I, I hear something below. And, uh, I'm, uh, and I turn and I, I'm sort of trying to check to see if anyone else had heard it, but they do not. And with that, I, I go down to, to investigate what I had heard. I, I hear Blanco say I heard something down below and I say Avis it's Avis I will, I will, and I follow Blanco we will go and check Amazing. I mean I will say I have a passive 18 for perception so I was gonna say uh, those of you, <laughs> you, you those of you who are asleep with Blanco and Geo definitely notice them awake and uh, and it awakes you as they do and uh, if you wish to follow them you're welcome to do so as well as we yeah 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 rom follows um toad yeah so i was literally about to call for help at the very end toad <laughs> to all last like everyone's everyone's already up until it's like huh so, so yeah toad's gonna hold on to arnar what are, are are you joining them or are you uh hanging out on the thunderbolt still arnar is somebody who understands that personal space is a currency and my man knows not to overwhelm people, so he is uh, going to go up to the uh, cooler uh, and start getting some food ready for Evis in case they need it. Because I know we have hummus, according to my notes. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong at all. In the Thunderbolt, there was uh, some hummus and some bread bits. You can see, you know, uh, some wilted vegetables there, you know, some, some, some stuff that, you know, they, they've been trained. You can tell the crew of the Thunderbolt had been traveling a bit of time, and yeah, you're, you're able to begin kind of collecting that stuff. Um, before you guys get down, uh, you know, get across back to the Gladius and down into the lower le level, um, we cut back to, to Evis, um, who is currently 
you know, looking for that mobility aid. Yeah, I absolutely like grab the thing, the 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 cane. Yeah, I yeah, I grab that and start like pulling myself up slowly and just start calling out. Um, help! Some somebody help, please. Hello, can anyone hear me? It's Avis. It's Avis. Did you hear that? It's Avis. I yes, come quickly, come. We we must help her. Um, I hear her calling as well. As you guys get across to the Gladius and kind of climb down into the lower deck, you can see Evis at this point is like half up, half down, like kind of resting on this cane and kind of trying to lift themselves up. Over to you guys. Geo sort of, I guess, pushes past Blanco in a really not Geo type way, but is just drawn by the fact that Evis, the last time he saw them, was unconscious and he wasn't sure what their their state was. And uh, he just comes up to Evis and says, Evis, Evis, you're awake. You're fine. You're fine. Are you, are you fine? I'm, uh, oh my god, Sergio. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I don't know. Blanco I don't comes, know. Sorry. Blanco comes in behind and is sort of reaching around um, and takes ever since sort of under the arm um, and and helps to support them um, and and tell us, tell us, you, you seem confused. I'm, I, that lightning strike should have taken me out. I... I don't... I... Can, I'm so sorry. I, this is... I'm not used to being so... Um, unsure. In life, we can be unsure about many things, my friend. Here, take strength from me and support on me. Geo and I are here we are. Here to help. Evis, you're Thank okay. You. You're okay. You're talking. You see us, and we see you. You're alive, and we're alive. And Geo sees that Evis is not able to. Sergio, wait, Geo, wait. I thought. Hold on. I saw you die. I did, but I don't know what happened either, but I'm here, and you're here, and we're here. And Gio Bad we're here. puts his hand on Evis's injured hand and sees that Evis is holding themselves up. Cool. Evis? Based on your new feature, Geo is currently touching your uh, oh, no. your, uh, your your that that section of your body. Can you please? Fuck. Can you please? Uh, <laughs> can, can you can you please make your dexterity saving throw for me? 
Yeah. Kind. The DC is eight plus uh, your dex modifier. Eight plus my okay. So oh, thank God. Okay, so I rolled an eighteen. My DC was twelve. DC was twelve. Yeah. Gio, as you place your hand on Evis, you notice almost instantly that there's like this static kind of coursing through them. And Evis, as they touch you, you feel this kind of surge grow on that side of your body. And you manage to just ah, like quash it back down and stop whatever that growth of energy was in that moment. Continue, sorry. Um, I Wouldn't be fair to electrocute you at this moment, <laughs> no, I would be fucking miserable right now. <laughs> um, I do cast uh, Lesser Restoration on Abyss to try to reduce or remove what looks like some sort of immobility uh, some some yeah. limitation. Anything and, else? Well, when I cast it, it is somatic and verbal, and I'm going to cast it actually with the words that were passed to me by Zach Gladius uh, in my own other plane conversation. Um, but I'm going to do it under my breath. Um, so I just sort of whispered to myself, Abrisk, Oden. And I'm looking at Evis right in her eyes. And I'm not stuttering. <laughs> and I say the last word, Bata. Amazing. Uh, Rom, Toad, and Blanco. Uh, Evis, you can clearly see that Geo uh, says words that are not the usual words for, for, for the, 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 the uh, hand gestures that, that they're doing at this moment in time as they cast this. Um, Rom, Blanco, and Toad, who have joined them now, can you guys please make perception checks to see whether you notice Geo doing this? Uh, Rom takes off his mask. <laughs> no. Wow. It's a yeah. one. One. Toad comes at last, the Toad misses it, he's just, yeah, he's in. A little bit groggy still from the night's sleep, getting rocked by mm. Sky Zephyr, as you know. 22. 18. 22. 18. Uh, Blanco, you also notice Geo um, say these words that, you know, uh, he, he, almost that he's trying to hide them. Rom, as you notice him say these words, you're like, huh, that's, that's odd. You know, you've, you've seen people cast this spell before and it's, it's different from how you've seen it done before. And as happens, you hear the same voice from your dream in your head say, Interesting. Very interesting. Um, I try not to give anything away there. Like, uh, I just like kind of jump a little bit uh, and try and disguise it by going to uh, Evis's walking stick. Uh, and I'd like to cast Druidcraft to make it into like two crutches. So, like, the branches, like. Like, and then, oh yeah, so it like grows out and then like comes back down and it's like two crutches like together and I snap one off and then you've got two. Oh, amazing. And then I just like to leave the room. I love that, beautiful. Um, you drew craft these beautiful crutches and, and, and hands them to you. As, as he does this, Rom just 
walks out. Um, Gio, can you please describe what your restoration, uh, lesser restoration spell is like? And can you tell me, are you channeling Lux or are you channeling Tenebus? Um, I'm so unfamiliar with the concept of, I mean, I've, I've heard of Lux and Tenebus in my studies. Um, but from my encounter with that Gladius, uh, I'm drawing on the power of Lux. And I do, again, it's very subtle, but I almost do it, uh, the movement that Zach Gladius did, which was very sort of um, large in gestures, I do it just sort of in in my, my Will Smith right in here. <laughs> um, and I'm all about healing right now, all about giving Evis healing power. So it's all Lux healing power. Amazing, so as you cast Lesser Restoration, uh, Evis, you feel um, the, the the complete paralysis that seemed to be going on with your leg uh, kind of loosens a little bit, though it hasn't fully solved itself. You feel it eases, almost like the pain that was there when you stepped is no longer there as much. Um, and Geo, as you cast it, you feel yourself pull the energy from above you and it kind of seeps through your head first and down through your body and then through your arm. Um, and you basically then, uh, you know, do this spell. And as you do, you watch the white mark on your arm grow ever so slightly, about half a centimeter radius, uh, diameter radius, you know, however you want to put it. Um, I see it. Yeah. I see it. I notice it. I've noticed these marks growing on me, but I haven't known if anyone else has noticed it. So I, I casually, as casually and sort of indistinctly as possible, just bring my arm back and, and try to tuck that bit of my arm down. Um, can you please add the healing that you gave Evis on top of the restoration because you channeled Lux energy? Well, I should say you channeled pure Lux energy. I believe it's 1d4. So two. Two. Uh, you gain, because uh, you're at max health, because you've had a long rest, Evis, though it was a stressful one, um, you uh, you do regain, uh, you get two points of temporary HP on top of your, your max HP. Cool. Yes. Arnar. Thank you. Uh, can I, at this point, come downstairs with a tray of hummus and bread and say, Evis, you're awake. Would you like hummus? <laughs> that was such, like, a hairpin turn in my brain that I just <laughs> didn't know. <laughs> Listen, we gotta have our Marvel joke allowance somewhere in here. <laughs> Is their celery. <laughs> it is very wilted, but yes. Uh, can I draw That's a craft as I pass to make all the food nicer? <laughs> yeah, go for it. So, Arnar, uh, as you came down, Ron passed you, and uh, he managed to make some of the some of the veg with a druid craft a little bit more healthy and a little bit have a little bit more crunch to it. Uh, do I notice this? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think you did. I don't think you did. 
Which okay. is why you said it's still broken. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I, I will I'll have the tray. Uh, I'll hold the tray for Evas, seeing that um, their arms are preoccupied with crutches for the most part. Yeah. While this yeah, is going they, on, they, they... Um, I just, I see Toad on the side and I kind of just put my hand out, hopefully for Toad to, to sort of jump on it so I can rest rest him on my shoulder to get a little bit closer to uh, to what looks like Evis in a much more restorative place. And during this time, um, Blanco is still holding Evis and sort of not sure when she's going to start using these crutches because at the moment he's using his strength under uh, their arms yeah. um, to, um, to lift them. Yeah, they they like they they grab the crutches. Thank thank you both. Thank you thank you all so much. I'm so sorry. I yeah, they grab the crutches and like. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm imagining them as like the forearm crutches. Those ones. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Instead of the yeah. underarm ones, they're like these ones. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Just my personal preference when I need a mobility aid. I'm just like, oh my god, no, under the arm, fuck that. <laughs> totally, totally. Sergio, um, Sergio feels the joy and turns to Toad and says, "What would a little song be too much right now?" A little song is never too much, never. So I'm gonna play like a a soft kind of almost like lullaby, and I'm gonna do Celestial Rain, um, pinpointing around of Evis. So like a nice to kind of like glow, kind of like enter the room through the ship, like coming through the walls and everything. And so yeah, so I'll play just a nice little, um, a more comforting melody, a little softer. Beautiful. On the harmonica. Beautiful. You all, you, I mean, I just needed help getting up. You all didn't have to come here like this. But we, I heard a, thank you. a loud noise, a bang, like, like you had fallen and, and when one of us is, is fallen, we, we are, we're a pack, we're a group, we, we have to aid each other. And uh, Sorry if I have come, you know, rushing to you, but uh, for me, it is most important that we are all well. No, are you all well? I mean, again, I'm concerned about Geo and I mean, the, I, I dreamed for the first time ever and I saw Geo die and I saw y'all almost didn't make it out of that fight I, I just it's it is every like Geo is here with us but it was uh, a moment none of us want to relive it was painful we we all thought, did we not, that we had lost our good friend, our little hero here. Um, but he's here with us. I mean, technically, I'm taller than you, Blanco, so there is that. I was about to say, Blanco gestures but, to a turtle that is like but, maybe two or three but, inches taller than me. But in wisdom, my friend, you, you are, um, you're coming through the ranks, shall we say. Thanks, Blanco. Um, wow, Blanco. Yeah. Blanco's got shade. <laughs> uh, at this moment, um, 
Ron, what are you doing back on the top deck of the Gladius for? Um, uh, I'm de uh, legs dangling off the edge mm. of the ship, kind of just uh, contemplating. Uh, yeah, like, was it the what he did was right or wrong? Uh, when he saw everyone together, he felt like he'd done the wrong thing. Awesome. Yeah. That's super awesome. Uh, as you're sat there kind of contemplating, feeling the wind pass you by as you continue soaring towards the People's Republic, a hand is placed on your shoulder. As you look up, it's Ulfur, stood there with his dragon over his shoulder. Um, Sato is clearly already very drunk um, and uh, is kind of hanging head low as always. And uh, he kind of leans down and goes, my friend, are you all right? You, uh, you seem a little less um, functional than usual. I put my hand that I assume does not have the mark anymore. The mark? The rune. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's disappeared, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I put that in my pocket. Um, and... Uh, yeah, uh, I feel dysfunctional. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, with everything that happened, it was a lot. Mm. Like, a, a lot. Two people almost dying. We got a ship, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I feel really lost right now. My goodness, my dear automated friend, uh, you are not lost. You're amongst people who care about you. And, you know, once you're a water runner, you are one of us for life. So you do not have to worry uh, about being lost in any way, shape, or form. But let me just say this yesterday was a lot. We lost Geo um, for a split second there. Um, yeah. I got fucking knocked out twice. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, how's your head, by the way? My head is hurting fucking really bad today. It's, it's <laughs> like, you know, when you, you know when you drink a lot and then you fall downstairs yeah. and then you fall down another <laughs> set of stairs? Yeah. It's like that, you know, exactly like that. <laughs> you do have two matching bumps. Yeah, it's very <laughs> painful, see, yeah. yeah. Fucking nunchucks, man. I thought they were like a lot squishier. Like from when, when I've seen people using them, I'm like, oh, you know, it's just rotating on a chain. It's not going to do much damage, but clunk, here I am. Yeah. Fucking... You're the squishy one, man. Yeah, exactly. My, my brain is still ringing. Um, but you know what? I understand the place that you're at. I've been there many times before, you know, that, that loss. And the one thing I can say is lean on the things that matter to you. Those things that in your core of core mean something to you. Rely on that, because that will always guide you. And, uh, and follow that, you, 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 you will be fine. But other than that, um, I just want to let you know that we are actually about to be approaching the People's Republic. And uh, I just wanted to say that uh, I need to go back and fly the other Zephyr, but I wanted to come tell you, because I saw you up here, to tell the others that we're going to be approaching in uh, just a moment. Um, but again, just know that I don't love you, but you know, like I got you, you know, um, in, in, in that sense. If you ever need to talk like we did the other day about, you know, my time with Zach, or if you ever need a conversation, I'm always happy to have a conversation with my, uh, my dear animatronic 
buddy. Uh, on uh, Ron's hip, like the mask changes to like a deep sad. Like, yeah, it's not on me, but uh, it's still on me. You know, um, yeah, and like him just saying these kind of words has made me even more conflicted, and it's actually done worse. To be honest, I'm. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I thank you for the the kind words, man. I I've got your back too. I uh, I appreciate that. Uh, where, where's your dragon, by the way? I haven't seen your dragon today. Um, I was just about to call her. Oh, uh, yeah, so... Well, uh, do, uh, like, I don't know, do you need me to, like, look away for that? I'm not sure yeah, how, just, like, um, is it? Is it one I of those always, ones, you know? Just, uh, yeah, bright just, lights, if you've oh. got epilepsy or something like that, just... Oh, yeah. I meant, I didn't know if it was, like, a personal thing, if you need to, like, you know... Uh, I do want The, the summoning can be personal for certain people. Very, you know, vulnerable, revealing, kind of like at a urinal in, you know, a, 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 in, in a tavern, you know, you, 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 you have a look. Yeah, that kind of thing. I didn't want to look, but I also wanted to offer, you know, if you wanted me to look away, I can do that as well. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to go take the flag down off this pirate ship. Oh. If we're getting into customs. Shit. I'd fucking forgotten about that. Yeah, damn. I just heard it flapping, you know. Yeah, damn pirates hanging that shit up there so high. Well, you know what? Uh, good luck. And, uh, you know, uh, if you could quickly go tell the others before you do that, I'm going to just finish setting our course for the last little bits as, uh, as we come into the People's Republic very soon. Uh, but give Reshi all my love today, and I hope that they are doing well, um, though they probably can't tell us, you know. If, you know. Yeah, but, man. Um, but, I'm yeah. Sure doing well. Thank you. And same to Sato even though he looks chronically drunk, like epileptic. He lifts up his head slowly and it kind of does one of those like kind of like drunk rocks as he lifts a slow little dragon thumb and it's just like and kind of does like a little dragon burp and then like just flumps back down and he's like, as always, you know, <laughs> addictions are addictions. We're working on it. We're working on it. You yeah, know, it's, 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 it needs some help. Uh, I've been trying to get him to rehab. He covers his ears. I've been trying to get him to rehab for years now, and you know what? The, the poor little guy, he's, he's, he just loves it. He just loves it. But I'll tell you what, it always seems like when he's sober, he's a little bit less of himself. <laughs> That's just that his. It's concerning. Like, I know, right? Isn't yeah. it? He like loses a piece of himself. Ooh. Yeah, it's awful. I feel very bad. I feel like an enabler and a father all at the same time, <laughs> and it's just a very hard position to be in. <laughs> yeah, um, and those burps, they I barely can smell, but I don't know how you, maybe you're just nose blind to it. Foul. Well, you know, they say, and he releases, you know, they say like dragon burps are, are compliments, so uh, he taps out. Oh. Compliment it was indeed. Oh, sweet. Thank you, buddy. Um, uh, no problem. And you know what? I'll catch you in a little. Good luck, though, with the, uh, the uh, flag. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he turns to, to head back across to the Thunderbolt to, uh, to go. Uh, man the helm over there. Uh, cool. Um, I wait till he's left, uh, and then yeah, like it's it's just needed. It's like um, it's not even me casting a spell. It's like an instinct now. It's just like me yawning or something. Something I can't help. Just like a spiraling uh, flame, like around the core of me, and then it spurts out and then comes around me, and Rushy appears with flames going in all directions. <laughs> Uh, no, I missed that chirp. How are you doing? I'm taking that. So we should really get some like two chirps for no, one for yes. I 
think we did that last time. I my memory is the worst. Anyway, it's I know that less of the sass. Come on. Um, yeah, I love you too, buddy. Uh, I'm gonna go tell the guys that we're coming into customs. Can you take the flag down? Would that be? And you see like this fire ignite in Reshi's eyes, as if like to say like. Do you want me to burn it? Uh, yeah, no, no evidence of that. But don't get the the rest of the ship, just the flag. You see, Rashi kind of slow, like they're they're uh, you know they're, they're they're very much like a uh, like a like a haku kind of mm. Chinese dragon, uh, and you see that they're like waving, kind of slows down a little bit as uh, they're like. That's the spirit. Yeah. Aww. And then kind of flies off and heads towards. Uh, the the flag. Um, as you kind of make your way down into the ship, you hear like a as the, the flag ignites basically um, and, and begins burning. Um, you join the others below deck. Uh, I knock on the door. Uh, hey guys, um, Ellis. I hope you're doing much better now. Uh, and same with you, Gio. It's been a while. Um, we're coming into customs and also just told me to come tell you guys uh, I have a five minute warning uh, and then start to head up back upstairs hey Ron hey Joe um, stop what's up thanks thank you you're, you're welcome buddy <laughs> oh you cruel bastard <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> Oh. oh, yeah, um, and I just head back up the stairs, uh, oil, maybe just a little oil, a little trickle of oil, yeah, from, from the, the, the tea yeah, crevasse, the tea, the tea crevasse, just a little yeah, bit of oil, it evaporates instantly, but, uh, Arnar, Arnar says, uh, oh, wow, I can't believe we have such a kind and trustworthy friend, we love you to the end. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, uh, uh, Sato and Rashi plushies will be out uh, as this episode airs. <laughs> so, get ready for those. Oh, <laughs> we need that. We so need that. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. In, in his... He'll strap like it's in your shoulder. <laughs> like, like, like a little, like, <laughs> yes. Oh, no, backpack yeah. plushie. Ooh, okay. That'd be sick. That'd be, that'd be. You know, just uh, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm not only making dice, I'm now stitching as well. Stretch, stretch goal for the Kickstarter. Oh, oh. There we go. Yeah, stretch goal, there we go. Oh, I gotta get comfortable. I I gotta get comfortable with knitting plushies really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. uh, Blanco like notices what's going on and he's like, wow. Uh, wow, you know, Rom is it's changing. I feel like he's becoming such a part of this group with these tears for us and his, his love for Gio and and to see Evis. Uh, this is and for for Blanco, this is really important. He's used to sort of this pack mentality. While not a leader, he always feels so much more warmth when he feels like he's part of a group and 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 he's just like when he turns to Gio and he says, Gio, my, my friend, I meant no disrespect when I say small, but to me, you are young, you are like a son, and, and I, I miss my, my family, and 
and uh, Garik, he was the, the young boy that I loved and to me there is an innocence that the two of you shared and, and um, please forgive me, I, I meant you no disrespect, my big friend. <laughs> and he pats, like uses his poor and pats Gio. No, no disrespect taken. Blanco, you're you're amazing, and I, I aspire to be as brave as you are. And some of the things that you've done have been just things that heroes are told about and talked about. God, you know you when you know my true past, you will not feel this way about me. But I thank you right now for this honor you you talk of. But. Um, Believe me, it, um, uh, I must no, just it, leave it, for it's a moment. Definitely, no, 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 it's definitely what Jesus is true. I mean, you know, we go way back. And so what you did back there, like you, I can't see you ever being any different. I think that's that's just the spirit of your being, I feel like. So, so no, Gio speaks the truth. I mean, you definitely hear it. And Gio yourself, I mean, the way that you ran to Evis when she was first up there, got, when they got first taken down, like you were the first to, you literally shielded them with your own body. So if that's not courageous, then I mean, I don't know what would be. So you both are pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome, I would say. But At the end of the day, we're a team and team is so special. Um, let me go and, and just see how, how Rom is doing. And, and, and I sort of like go to leave. To... At that moment, Gio, one second, Toad wants to yeah. go for it. Oh, so I'm going to go check on... Have, we ever, have I ever spoken to, to Offer's Dragon? I don't think I have. No. So I definitely want to go check. Yeah, because like, I definitely would to this point make sure that, that they're doing okay. So um, I'm going to fly off as well and a little bit to go check check on them. Amazing. We'll come back to that in a minute. Go for it, Gio. When, when Blanco and, and uh, Toad kind of exited, Gio finds himself having scooped two like lettuce leaves into the hummus and was turns around and they're both gone. And he looks at Arnar and at Evis and hands them to them <laughs> awkwardly. <laughs> oh. Knowing that he, he oh, previously man. really wanted to give it to Toad and to Blanco in that moment, but he's kind of screwed, so he hands them to them. Oh, um thank you for this. As um, as you hold it R and R, the leaf like flops and a bit of hummus falls off the end of it onto the onto the floor of the gladius. Hmm. I see. This might not have been the utensil of choice for serving a dip. <laughs> the structural integrity of the leaf is degraded massively, but thank you, nonetheless. I will attempt to preserve as much hummus from the ground as I can. And he kind of like <laughs> scrapes the top layer off onto the lettuce and puts it in his mouth. Technically, r, &R it, 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 is, it is romaine. So even though it, it's a little bit limp, the flavor still remains until it goes brown. And it hasn't gone brown, you can see it. it it's changing into that green to yellow color. So I think you're gonna find it tasty. Tastes just like lettuce, watery and nothing. <laughs> Evis laughs under their breath for a second and says, would you say the taste <laughs> romains? Oh my gosh. Oh, this is wordplay. Yes. yes. 
Ever this, since this does taste like water and, <laughs> and a little small crunch. <laughs> at this moment, let us move on. At this moment, those of you under deck, uh, as they kind of you know breach through a cloud, um, you can see sun uh, hits the deck of the Gladius, and due to the large hole that has been made from the lightning bolt that that Triple P uh, threw at the uh, at the at the ship. Um, the light begins to, you know, like cascade inwards. You can see, uh, you know, beams of light, you know, begin kind of filling the, the lower deck uh, as you three still remain down there. Anything else from you guys while you're down there? I think R&R now that um, there's more space and he's a little bit more comfortable, uh, kind of looks to Evis and says, it looks like you were doing a bit better than you were when you were struck by lightning so <laughs> that is good if you are not feeling this way then, then perhaps you need to vent to somebody who is completely impartial then i can be of assistance uh and he sort of nods and is like oh shit uh and he starts rummaging he's like oh papers papers and he's like looking for the like his entry oh, papers he... into the uh, People's Republic because he needs those as like a business owner. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we cut back up to the upper deck with uh, with Toad. Toad, uh, you've you've kind of flown out and you can see that uh, that Blanco has kind of gone over to Rom. Uh, you can see Ulfur is kind of uh, flying the the helm, and you can see Sato has kind of slid off of Ulfur's shoulder and onto like the banister next to him, basically on, on, on the on the Thunderbolt. Yeah, so we're definitely gonna fly over to Sato and uh, to see how they're doing. Um, speaking, I'm gonna speak in Draconic because I imagine that they would, so. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be awkward if they don't, but yeah. Amazing, what, so, what do you say to him as you fly out? So, um, so I don't think we've ever had the opportunity to really um, meet um, but it's nice to have a fellow dragon aboard, so I just wanted to make sure you were doing okay. I mean, I know Arthur got knocked down, I think, twice. So I want to make sure that you didn't get hit as well. You see Sato lift his head, not slowly, but with a little bit of a snap, as if he wasn't expecting to hear Draconic being spoken. Um, and uh, he's like, good day, mate. Fucking hell. Look at you speaking like one of me. Fucking hell, mate. Look at this. He kind of looks to Ulfur and gives him a little thumb, and then he's like, bloody hell, where did you fucking learn how to talk like one of me? Well, it's uh, kind of inherent. I mean, I, I think it just, I mean, it just, it's always been there, so. Amazing, mate. Yeah. That's incredible. How, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe kind of. Things got a little, uh, a little rough back there, but making it through, you know. Mate, for someone of your size, you're fucking crushing it, mate. You're, you're all over the place. You're, you're like there, you're here, you're everywhere. It's fucking amazing. You know, but I try yourself to me the way you, the way you can uh, fly these ships is nothing short of incredible. So, mate, I've been flying these De ships since I was a little leg. Since I was a little leg. Well. But you're still a you're an egg. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's a. Uh, Believe that it. Is, that is beyond 
I do. I do believe it. You best do, it's, mate. You best do. Because you know what? I've been fucking doing this for so long. I can do it drunk. I can do it blind. I can do it fucking sleeping, mate. I Trust me. I have done many things in my life. Flying ships. Fuck it easy. Cakewalk. <laughs> but I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to prove it. You know, I'll definitely take your word for it. But, um, but no, definitely. Just thanks for always making sure that you uh, steer us clear of, um, you know, as much trouble as we can. So thank you for that. Mike, it's my fucking pleasure. And you are going to be my fucking good friend. I can already tell that we're going to be firm, firm friends here. So you know what, brother? I'm so thankful that we've had this opportunity to interact with one another. Yes, uh, r and go for it. What's up? Uh, this is just Sam. PSA to the audience, if your friend says they can drive drunk, they don't, they can't. No. Don't, don't let them do that. This is a fictional game. Yeah, we do, we do not, okay. we do not condone dragons drinking, drunk. dragons drinking and driving. That is... Airships. Yeah, airships as well. And, and to Toad's kids are there, so... Can he drive sober? I was gonna say... Oh. <laughs> That's why I was wondering. Can he drive sober? <laughs> I have to find out. Yeah. What, what, what were you gonna say, Amber? Go for it. Oh no, I was just gonna continue the dumb joke. Like, it's fine. <laughs> continue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, as 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 a former car insurance agent, if you want a quick way to quadruple your rates, drive drunk, please. <laughs> please pay six hundred dollars a month in car insurance. There you go. There you go. <laughs> He's like, uh, so I hammer uh, home the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Sato at this point is like, well, mate, you know. If you ever need anything, you know, two two dragony friends, two two friends who got that dragon in them, you know, having a bit of a chat. Let me know, mate. Also, when we get back to People's Republic, I've got a beautiful pad that I'd love to bloody show you, my good friend. You know, you and me hanging out in the rafters, being homies. It'd be great, my man. Yeah, yeah, that that that'd be fun. I mean, I'd definitely be down to see your abode. Um, yeah, that that'd be nice. I assume you like drinking, though, mate. Right? You're not. You're not. You're not one of um, them well, Yeah, I assume you want to come for a little drink with me, mate. Well, I mean, every now and then you like to partake, you know, a little drink or two. But as a musician, try to keep it, you know. Mate, it's good. Don't play as well, definitely. It's good for the vocal cords, mate. It's better than fucking milk. Mm, no, 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 no. But um, <laughs> not not really. But you know, it's uh, if you if you always. Drinking this much, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, honestly, what is life without a drink? I'll tell you what it is. It's fucking boring, mate. That's what it fucking is. Especially with this old bastard. And he gestures to uh, gestures to Ulfer and he's like, this guy fucking says that he's, you know, Mr. Billy Big Bollocks, but he's fucking boring as shit, mate. When he's at home, I'll tell you a little secret now. I'll tell you a fucking secret, right? When he's at home, he likes fucking painting, mate. We're meant to be out here fucking saving the world, and this bastard likes painting. What the fuck is that about? I mean, you know, it's just another way for just artistic expression, like with song, with anything else like that, it's just art. So it's a way that he expresses himself, and so I'm, I'm sure there's a way that you would express yourself as well. And maybe you don't, you might not necessarily, you think you need a drink, but maybe you don't. So how about this? How about I take you out on a night out of town, no drinking, and I'll show you that you can still have a pretty awesome time. How about that? Counter proposition. <laughs> how about this? You take me out on a night of no drinking, and you show me how to do the whole singing thing, 
I'll take you out on a night of drinking. Well, we'll get absolutely bladdered, mate, and we'll end up somewhere where we don't want to be, but that's the way it's meant to be. And then we'll have a little chatty about which ended up better. And then from there, who knows, you might join me on this, <laughs> this uh, viscous roller coaster that I'm on. Please become an alcoholic. Getting a drug problem. <laughs> Why have we talked to him sooner? This is gold. Reach out a webpage and be like, "You get yourself a deal." And I think you're gonna find that my way is gonna be pretty dang awesome. So, just looks out a whip hand. My man, kind of seal it. You know what? I, I haven't done one of these. You know, me, me and Orpha, we have our own little handshake that we do. And, I, you know, maybe you and me on our, on our it's got to be when, I'm, uh, when, I, when I've not been drinking because I won't remember it if I have been drinking. But when I've not been drinking, let's make our own handshake, you know, dragon stuff. You know, maybe with some fire, some shit, you know? The first thing we do, the first thing we do on the day of, uh, of soberness, I mean, the first thing we do is come up with a cool, rhythmical handshake. So, you know what, I look mate? forward to it. I look forward to it, my brother. Can I just say, the, the Toad and Sato side story that we're going to have to do at some point is going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> I cannot wait for this little side quest that we're going to do. At this moment, Ulfur kind of shouts back to the Gladius and, and to, to you and says to you, Toad and, and Sato, he's like, let me get my voices back in check here after after all that. Uh, he's like, everybody, we're arriving at the People's Republic in just a moment. Feast your eyes as he uh, as he kind of gestures uh, forward. And at this moment, um, you see in front of you um, this beautiful, beautiful like arcane barrier that's this large undulating purple sphere of energy and it's basically just kind of floating out in the middle of uh in the middle of nothing basically and you can see that inside it are two large islands one above the other connected by a spiraling uh, metal cord of pipe basically that connects the two and as you guys kind of burst through the clouds you can see that there is 50 or so other Zephyrs coming in from different angles. And as they all do, they're all kind of joining in to this queue. As you approach those have come, who have come before, you know, R&R Toad, um, Rom in your past, um, and, uh, and Geo, um, this is new to you. Blanco, you've seen it from afar. As you guys begin to get closer, a sense of wonder grows in all of you. But another thing that is very clearly there is this energy of just sadness at the same time, of magnitude, of grandeur. And as you begin getting closer, you know that this is the source of all pain everywhere. But it's also the source of all trade, of all commerce. And for a lot of people, it's their homes. So as you begin flying in to the barrier, you join the queue and Ulfur basically calls you all towards the, the Thunderbolt and says, come on, you lot, come on. 
Come on, make sure. Yeah, everyone huddle up. Yeah, 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 yeah. huddle up. We were going to do papers. Papers. Look at it, guys. Look at it. That's the People's Republic. I've only yes, read about it. This is the first time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've seen pictures of it, of course. But a, a, a 2D picture in a book isn't the People's Republic, is it? Look at it. No. And it's as bad and as good as it looks, so it's mostly as bad yeah it's um which does make for good work i will say you will be busy as a member of <laughs> oh what is it rnr toad and shelby all <laughs> <laughs> uh, for linkedin is that limited like uh like are you like how how, how long is it rnr uh, toad shelby limited or like what what's what's the what's the full title here Whoa. I think is it LLC? I think it's just uh, private eye incorporated. <laughs> Amazing. You know what? I'm I'm so glad that you guys have found some fun in amongst all of you. And not to mention, you know, and he uh, he does a little like one of these. We're also the green jalapenos now, which I'm very excited. I, I assume at some point, you know, after yeah. our night of fun, that uh, we shall be doing some sort of practice or something like that. Yes. Oh, of course, of course, of course, yes. Um, yes, any musician with their craft, yes, we're definitely going to get some crash going on when we, when we do by the time, so, Amazing, yes. you know, I'm delighted to be able to do oh. that with you, yes. Could, could you also, um, I was wondering, maybe I can commission sort of a, um, album art, like a, maybe a, a cover for Van. Um, if you could maybe, I don't know, maybe paint something, I don't know, just, uh... He looks at you a little bit surprised. Maybe. He looks at Sato for a second out the corner of his eye, looks back at you and goes, uh, I suppose. I, mean, I don't know if you paint it all, but just saying like, or any kind of, well, kind of I, piece I, of me. I just, just dabble here and there, you know, so I'd be, I'd be happy to, um, but you know, it's, it's nothing spectacular. You know, I'm not a professional artiste or anything like that, you know, but I, I, I uh, yes, that, thank you. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to. Hey, any art that comes with art is is, uh, is professional. There's no you don't put limits on like oh this is it this is not anything you do that you put your art into that's that is professional work. I don't care what anyone says. So, you know what? I would love you to tell my partner Anthea that she's not so not so agreeing in that statement. But you know what? I I, I like the way that you think, Toad. It's uh, that's a nice one. Do I hear that name? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Everyone hears him howl out, say, uh, say his partner, Anthea. While this is going on, Blanco's sort of like just trying to find his papers amongst his stuff because he's been traveling and his stuff sort of, and he's just sort of not too sure where he's put everything after searching, um, you know, um, the Thunderbolt and having new things and sticking pixie dust vials stuff. He's sort of rummaging around. Oh, gosh. And, oh, oh. So you're gonna hear those vials. Oh shit! <laughs> so um, I would just let everyone know what documentation you would all have, just so you guys are aware. So R and R and Toad, you would have permanent res residency to downtown in the People's Republic, and those are visas that last forever. One, well, you you've paid for them, um, and they last forever. It was quite a lot of money to get those visas, um, but you 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 did uh, acquire it after you know doing a couple of jobs. You were both able to acquire permanent visas. Um, Blanco, 
you have what's known as an alliance pass, basically. So because Brynlaw, the island that you come from, uh, is an ally of the Imperials, um, it gives you 90 days within the People's Republic before you have to search for some either sort of temporary or permanent visa uh, within the People's Republic itself. Such like England and Europe now after yeah, Brexit. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Geo, you have what's known as a missionary's pass. This pass allows you unlimited stay within the People's Republic as long as, you know, if you are found within and asked for the visa, you can prove uh, what work you're doing uh, within the within the, the, the People's Republic, basically. As part of the Crucio Rossi. Yeah, yeah, the Crucio Rossi and the mm -hmm. Mizuhiro, indeed. Yep. Um, Evis, you have a very similar pass that are given to the Kazekar Monastery. That means that you can also spend uh, a, a pretty long time here, as long as you can prove uh, that you're in the city, um, basically working within one of the churches uh, within the city and, and, and helping uh, helping a church within the city. Um, finally, Rom? An expired student visa. <laughs> Indeed. 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 Yep. Uh, you, you do not have documentation to get you currently into. Cool. Uh, I shut down the tent be an object. <laughs> Amazing. You see wrong. Into like a little uh, a, a little cube just off to the side, uh, growing that kind of purple like glow. Um, and as this happens, you guys kind of make your way uh, to the front of the line. And you can see that there is a hole in the undulating uh, like arcane barrier. Um, there, there's like a little like ticket booth basically that, uh, that's kind of being held by the barrier itself kind of floating all at the same time. And you can see that there's a gentleman in the booth. He's dressed in uh, in standard Imperial Guard garb. He's got a flat uh, brimmed hat, basically, that is metal with like a sharp edge. You can see that uh, he has a kabuki mask that is um, purple in color. Um, and he then has uh, shoulder plates that are connected through leather straps to a chest plate and to like a rib plate and a back plate. Um, and the, on the center of his uh, chest plate, there is a purple uh, symbol of the Imperials, which is a circle of barbed wire with a water droplet in the center. Um, as it goes down, he has like some leg guards and like a scimitar um, at his side. Um, and, uh, and as you pull in, Orpher's like, Hello, um, we wish to enter, uh, we, we, I, I live here. And uh, he's like, what's poppin' me amigo? It's good to, uh, good to see you today. And uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of you on here, isn't there? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, so, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's your business here today, uh, you lot? Mm hmm? Huh? And Ulfur kind of looks at you guys for a second as if, he just lost his train of thought and doesn't know really what to say and looks to you guys uh, for... for to Oh, uh, yes, uh, yes, what, what my uh, what my toad friend here said, well, we're returning home. Oh, okay, uh, that's uh, very curious. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very interested. Uh, can I please see all of your, um, uh, you know, documentation? Uh, Yes, uh, yes. We, you, you seem like you want to say something. What, 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 what is it, you, uh, my, my blue friend? 
Nothing. Wait, oh, wait, are we talking to? Oh, sorry. Are you talking to Evis or? Uh, he kind of he, he kind <laughs> of points at Evis and is like, uh, "Did did you want to say something? Uh, you look like you were about to say something to me, and I always like to let people talk when it's their time." Oh, no, um, my. My Bluetooth was fucking up, and I forgot it. my Bluetooth was connected to my phone, and so when my mom just tried calling me, um... <laughs> I've never heard of this okay. uh, Bluetooth, uh, but uh, <laughs> I hope uh, I hope whatever's going on with your mother, that, uh, that that's all good, you know? They have a Bluetooth. Oh, they, uh, you got a tooth yeah. from the lightning. No, that was that was me, big question mark, like out of character. That was me, big question mark, being like, what the fuck is wrong? Why can't I hear anything? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, R&R, yeah, go for it. Uh, would I know this guy? I mean, as a resident of the yeah. city. Oh, yes. We recognize him? You oh, know sure. Gerald well. You guys have been in and out, but uh, but he always oh, pretends Gerald. to not know you guys. When, here's the thing. Whenever you're, like, encounter him at, like, the Fishbowl Tavern, um, he's often, like, remembers you, is happy to chat with you and whatnot. But whenever he's at his post, he, like, puts on this weird professionalism. Like, he doesn't know you guys at all, though you have definitely encountered him a good few times at the Fishbowl Tavern. Okay. R and R is gonna take out his papers to say, "Hello, Gerald." <laughs> well, uh, it's uh, good to see you uh, there. Who? Uh, wait, uh, what's your name? Uh, and he kind of takes your papers. Ah, Arna. What? Uh, that's a cool name, I suppose. Uh, yeah, your documentation seems to be all good. Um, no problem. You're a permanent resident, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm sure I'll. Uh, Maybe see you around or something like that. Uh, I bet. My man. Gerald, Gerald, why do you do this? Gerald, why, why do you do this with us? Why? What do you mean? Uh, are, you, are you ashamed? Are you ashamed to, to know us? I mean, ashamed. is this like, you know, you... He looks to the rest of the group. I don't uh, know these guys. Uh, who who are you, uh, little toad person? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a story. I'm gonna say just relay a story about one time at the Fistful Tavern with us, like involved all of us. I'm gonna like just relay it, like oh, really. I mean, you don't remember um, blah blah happening? I mean, that was. Now, I feel uh, like we don't remember that. Uh, you don't need uh, to bring up that time I lost my shoe. Okay, okay, I, okay, okay. I know these guys, okay? You're good, you're good to go, okay? Jeez, fucking hell, you know, you don't need... I'm just trying to be a professional, uh, you know? Like, it's, uh, it's, it's what we're meant to do as gods, you know? Um, I get it. Blanco okay. sort of, like, goes over to the deck and quickly picks up the purple um, glowing thing and realizes that obviously something's strange with Rom, like, why they, like, sunk down or shape-shifted into this and promptly pops him like into his robe like behind his back and tries and hoping no one's noticed and steps forward and goes oh uh, I have an alliance pass I am uh, you know I'm from Brynmoor and we are very 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 uh, aligned attuned to this great island I like I like uh, how you uh, talk. That's a nice accent. I've never uh, been to Brynlaw, actually, myself. Uh, oh, wow. Whoa. That's uh, you. He holds it up. 
you look uh, very different from your photograph here. Uh, you look a lot younger in the in the the, the photo. When was this taken? Uh? Oh, it has has been a, a few years, but uh, let me tell you, I think I am more distinguished now. Well, uh, you uh, you look uh, furry, uh, and uh, he's like, yeah, all good. And, uh, and hands it back to you. Okay, last couple of you, hurry up. We got another 25 people waiting. Hurry up, give me your documentation quickly, quickly, quickly. Blanco passes by, hoping that he doesn't notice sort of the sort of bits sticking out of his back a bit and he, you know. Uh, you see Orfer hand over his uh, documentation, just instantly be like, um, I live in, uh, I live on the border of Uptown and, uh, and Midtown. So uh, here, permanent residence. Um, and he's like, uh, everything looks uh, to be all uh, in check here, Mr. Olafer. Olfer just looks at him again as if to be like, dude, you freaking know me. And he's like, I raise like, there you go, Mr. Olafer. Thank you. And looks to Geo now. Geo Shelby. From the people, the Mitsuhia, and we are part of the Crusea Rossi work around the Sky Realm. Privileged to meet you. Oh, uh, Crusea Rossus, uh, yeah, what you said, uh, um, yeah, it looks, uh, wow, uh, you talk like a young person, but you look like an old man, uh, so that's, uh, that's wild, um, yep, you're all good. And uh, he, he hands that over to you. Gerald, Gerald, there is no read. There's no, you don't have to be rude, okay? Sorry. I uh, mean, no one's commenting. No one's making, no one's saying nothing about the way that you look, you know, the way that you have how uh, your armor doesn't really fit that well. It's kind of loose and kind of snaggy. No one says anything. So, you know, oh, we all should just, you know, be. I was uh, just making an observation uh, and he like kind of lifts his armor. He's like, I thought the working out uh, was doing me some good, but uh, never mind. And turns to Evis. Uh, you uh, with the blue tooth. Uh, um, what, what are we? Uh, what are we talking? Where's Where's your documents to? Um, they're still getting used to you know being, you know, not being as strong as they are, and and having you know the forearm crutches, and they're like, uh, shoot, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Hold on, you'll have to. Can I lean against something really quickly? I'm so sorry. I need to. Yeah, uh, root round for my papers. Uh, you can see that he's like in this ticket booth, and he like looks to the rest of the group to like assist uh, Evis, and is like, uh, "Sure." Geo steps forward. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be an inconvenience. Um, um, uh, uh yeah. Geo, thank you. I and they like kind of nudge their hip up, like to the bag that's on their hip, and they're like, "They should be in there." Do you do you mind? Geo um, takes his total hands and starts sifting through and uh, is trying to find the paperwork and trying to be as respectful as possible. Is it this, Evis? And he shows Evis this yeah. piece of paper. Okay, I got it. And he unfolds it. This is Evis Organzi, and she's amazing. Oh, uh, that's a high opinion uh, you hold uh, there, uh, my friend. Uh, looks looks at Evis and uh, kind of gives you that look of like, guys into you kind of look. 
and uh, <laughs> looks at uh, looks at the paper. He's like, "Oh, I see. A believer, is it? That's very nice. Uh, you know, uh, I've uh, never been a believer myself, uh, but I appreciate uh, what you guys do in Uptown, especially you know, making the city a nice place for all those believers." Anyway, here that that's for you. Uh, cool, you guys are good to go. Um, and uh, and as he kind of waves you through, and uh, and Alford goes back and reclaims the helm and kind of sets the uh, the Zephyr off into movement. Arnar, um, you kind of begin to like glide up past him um, on, on the Zephyr, and he's like, uh, "I'll catch you guys uh, at the fishbowl, yeah." My milk is on you this time. You got it, buddy. And uh, <laughs> at that moment, you guys pass through the barrier with almost like a whoa. The sound is very different in here. There's less, you know, wind because of this this arcane barrier. You can tell it's 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 almost like not going underwater in a sense, but but borderline that kind of you know sound difference that you that, that you hear as you go underwater. And as you guys uh, begin kind of going towards the the lower island, the People's Republic. You can see that it is lit up beautifully, that there's, you know, light coming from within the city almost everywhere, um, except for like maybe the top, you know, quarter, may maybe maybe a little bit less, the top fifth of the city, which is uh, in sunlight currently at this time of day. And as you guys continue to move through on, uh, on the Sefer, you go under the kind of uh, Imperial City, which is above you, this gorgeous like marble wall that kind of encases it with flags kind of flowing off the side, these blue flags with gold trim uh, with that same logo on it. And as you guys kind of go underneath it, this shade kind of moves across the ship and encompasses you guys in darkness. And as you do, the whole kind of vibe of everything kind of changes a little bit becomes a little bit magical. You can see as you get closer to the dock that there's lots of people kind of running around and doing different things. It looks a little bit chaotic. You can see lanterns lit all along the dock and it's really, really beautiful. Um, and, uh, and, you know, just just filled with life as you uh, as you get closer. You can see uh, the, the, the dock and Ulfur kind of begins taking you into like the lower section of the dock where he pulls the thunderbolt in and the Gladius kind of just taps the back of it. Um, he kind of looks around you guys like, well, um, I think, you know, for, for me, I definitely need to, uh, I need to get the, the Gladius fixed. Um, you mentioned that you might want to take uh, Evis to, uh, to, to the Camille's, um, you know, so if, if, if Evis, darling, um, the, the best place for you to get fixed and they'll, they'll be able to maybe help you a little bit more, uh, maybe with treatment or, or something along those lines, um, would be the Camille, uh, the Camille Medical Center, um, just on the border of Uptown and uh, Midtown. Uh, might be a good place for uh, you to go. Um, but what I'll say is this, um, my house, as I told you, is on 14, uh, 14 Bedford Street. Um, if, uh, if I meet you there, um, then, then I, I can go take care of the, the Gladius, which he turns and you can see is just like in disrepair. You know, it's not looking as clean and as beautiful as it did look at all. Um, and, uh, and he's like, so I, I, I'm gonna go deal with that. Um, I'll meet you guys back at my place in a couple of hours. How does that sound? Sounds, sounds good to me. I mean, is that good? 
Yeah. Is is, is, every, is is everybody okay with that? I don't I don't want to. You know, if anyone needs me for anything, I'm welcome to help in any way that I can do. I'm good to follow you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and at this point, he like uh, locks the thunderbolt like in place. You know, uh, locking off the the steering system and everything. Makes his way off the Zephyr. And you see him like kind of step off the ship, and as he does, he just instantly blends into the crowd of moving people um, that are on this dock and kind of just disappears off into the crowd. You guys are left stood on the uh, dock. Uh, quickly, I just want to describe, most of the people here that you can see are wearing like basically uh, either like saris or like uh, Middle Eastern like uh, wraps of clothing that are typically somewhere between like beige and black in color. Um, other people are wearing like kimonos and things like that, but everyone kind of here looks like a little bit tatty. It looks like they've, you know, uh, like a sandstorm has been recently and they're all kind of a little bit covered in like dirt and tat and things like that. Um, but everyone's got lots of layers on, lots of like wraps of, of cloth and things like that. These people kind of mingling, you know, there's, there's people shouting and being like, you know, hey, over there, can you uh, bring that over here? And someone else is, you know, like laughing at someone's joking, you know, there's a mother saying goodbye to their son, like, oh, please be safe outside the Imperium, my boy. And, you know, sending them off. And you can just see it's just filled with life. Um, and uh, you guys are left by yourselves on the uh, on the thunderbolt. I put uh, I take the purple block of rom down and sort of like put him next to me and sort of like see what happens if he's going to like now that we've left the dock and we're now inside and and. I wait for you to take a step back and then fairly violently like you know like transformer kind of kind of thing like a. Like, yeah, everything kind of fits together and I come back up. God, that worked out. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just an object. Um, right. <laughs> What's the plan? I was uh, a little bit distracted there. Hmm. We, we do have a few hours to kill. Uh, it just kind of smiles, kind of takes in this kind of being um, home, so it kind of goes around smiles a little bit. I mean, we do have a little time, I guess. I mean, but let's definitely take him, Evans. We're ready. We take you down to the place he's talking about. I mean, they're not completely quacks there, so they'll be able to help out pretty well. That is debatable. The yeah. We can get. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be a burden or anything. I mean, we're here for a reason. We should probably we we can get me checked out later. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm talking that tape. No, no, no. Robert, definitely don't. Keep going, because I definitely agree with that sentiment, so... Um, I'd like to look for any, like, uh, is it druid or druidic? You know, there's, like, secret signs, maybe pointing to, like, a, a, a trusted apothe apothecary or something like that. Amazing. So, um, can you make a... Can you make an investigation check? Um, as, have you guys moved off of the Thunderbolt this time and onto the docks? Are you guys still on the Thunderbolt? Yeah. The perception has to be the uh, investigation. Uh, perception is welcome work. I'm happy to do perception. I ain't gonna fight you. Okay, it's only a 10. <laughs> no, no matter. Uh, with a 10, wrong. This is busy. There's like people just walking past, people bumping into you. You know, as you guys are on the dock and things are just a little bit chaotic, a little bit more than you were kind of expecting. And uh, no one's really paying much attention to you guys at all. Um, 
except for suddenly you hear a voice say, Excuse me, uh, do, you, do you guys have a, do you guys have some change? Uh, any, any change? Uh, and there's a gentleman kind of lent up against the wall of the, uh, uh, of the People's Republic. And uh, he, he's in very tatty, like, uh, cloth top that's like kind of torn and has holes in it. You can see he's wearing sandals um, and has one leg. And uh, he's like, uh, spare, spare any change for, uh, for, for a guy, you know, for, for me, please. That would, that would mean a lot. Uh, you, you newcomers, you guys, yeah, you. Uh, we know this guy? Um, yeah, we recognize one at all, that we... You guys, yeah. you guys can make history checks, go for it. The rest of you definitely don't recognize this guy. Okay. Um, I, well, Evis will prob will definitely be looking in their little satchel for like a coin to give. Hmm. Just, you know, compelled by the goodness of their heart. <laughs> That's a 16. And then I'll make sure to make a photo before, like, I, I tell everyone, like, hey, make sure, I mean, these people are nice, make sure you keep everything personable, kind of close, just, you know, there are as many good people, there are bad people as well, so make sure you keep everything secure. Just... Evis, you go over, and, uh, and which hand are you handing him this coin with? <laughs> <laughs> Right hand. So the the the, the... they're right hand dominant. <laughs> so, so, so okay. So the the one with the so scar. not not the not the, the one without the scar. The one without the scar. Amazing. Okay. So you yeah. you hand it to him and he's like, oh man, my, my name's Igor and, and and you 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 are you are a, a savior for me. I'm I'm so thankful. Um, I, I appreciate that so so much. And Toad and Arnar. Um, Toad, you definitely recognize him. Um, RNR, what did you roll, by the way? I rolled an 11. 11. Uh, RNR, oh. you, you've been too busy. You've been too busy with getting to and from that you've not really noticed him. Though, Toad, you know, you, you've noticed Igor on the dock a couple of times. And he's like, oh, he says, you, you, you're amazing. You know, that, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. Do we know if he's legit? Like, if it's like he really needs it? Like, do I know enough to be. You, you look in his cup and you can see that he's probably got, you know, like a couple of copper in there, you know, maybe one or two silver. And uh, Evis, what did you just put in? Did you put a gold, a silver, a copper? What did you put in? Silver. Silver. Amazing. Put a silver. And uh, he's, he, he kind of rattles it. And uh, for a second, Toad, you're watching him rattle it. And he like, it's kind of weighing up how much is in there. He pours it into his hand, puts it in his pocket, and then puts the cup back out. And is like, uh, uh, anyone else from uh, your group wanna wanna contribute to my uh, my cause, which is uh, just fucking struggling? Can I? Well, I mean, try. I was just gonna cast a rain cloud over his cup, so it'll, like rain water into his. Yeah. Yeah. It begins. It begins raining water um, into his cup, and you see a couple of people around you notice that you cast this and can see the war and they're like you hear some murmurs and like how did you do that that's a what well, water like how where's he getting that water from you know oh someone's like oh he must be a druid you know that kind of thing and uh, but no one really interacts with you cool um i thought that last 24 hours um i hope you have a quenched day yeah sipsy's like oh my god that's crystal he looks around quickly as if to see if anyone else was like kind of eyeing him up and he, uh, he puts the cup down behind him 
and pulls another cup from behind his back that is empty and goes, I can't tell you how much that means to me. We like, I, I barely get rationed water here, let, let, let alone pure, pure crystal like that. That's, that, and you see him though he sat against the wall, he like dips his head. Th thank you, Miss, Miss, oh, Mr. Sir, sir. Uh, in you? my opinion, you should be alive. Thank you. Yeah. It's okay. Th th thank you so much. Uh, I hope I hope all of you have a, have a blessed day. Uh, Yo Itachi to all of you. And Yo Itachi. Write that down. At that point, Gio goes up to Arnar and says, I have this quarterstaff and he, he's missing a leg, Arnar. But what do you think? Well, it's whether or not you'd like to keep your quarterstaff. It is. It is my favorite quarterstaff. But I guess I could, this is a big city, maybe I could find something else. I didn't know what you, what you advise. Hmm. That would be very well, kind. Most certainly, but then you would be down at board stuff. Depends on your resource allocation, I suppose. Geo thinks for the first time in those terms. <laughs> and actually does a quick inventory of his resource allocation and is now a little bit more hesitant than he was previously, but now finds himself in a bit of a bind because he thinks that Arnor is expecting him to give the quarterstaff away and uh, reluctantly shuffles forward to this person and reluctantly sort of hands forward his quarterstaff and says, I guess you could use this probably better than I could. He looks at you and he's like, oh, I, I don't need that. You, you, you keep that if you have any change or any more crystal like your friend or I don't need that and uh, he kind of stands up with uh, with his one leg and he's like I'm proficient in hopping at this point you know I've been like this for a very long time and I, I'm I'm the fastest hopper you ever seen so you know if, and then he sits back down and he's like uh, so if you got any coin uh, that that would be appreciated Sergio turns turtle like pink in a little bit of embarrassment and it's looking around to see if anyone else has seen it and notices that everyone has seen what's just gone down and uh, takes his quarterstaff back, pulls out his little pocket purse and uh, finds a, a silver as well, following Avis's lead and drops a sil silver into the cup. Oh, that, thank you so much. Uh, that's uh, it's gonna go towards uh... You see him like thinking for a second. He's like, uh, uh, a meal tonight. Yeah, a meal. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna go towards a, you know. Set. Yeah. I was gonna say, how's, how's that job search going, by the way, Gorby? I know you were looking. I thought you found a few prospects the last time we, uh, we saw each other. Oh, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm, thank you for remembering me. Most people don't remember uh, Igor, you know, and so I'm glad that you appreciate Igor and, and remember me. Um, I, uh, job search, um, it's good, it's good, it's going really well, yeah, I've I, I lined up a couple of, uh, uh, inter, uh, is it interviews, is that what people do nowadays, uh, it's, uh, yeah, interviews, yeah, those, yeah, yeah, I've done, I've, I've done, done a couple of those recently. You know what, how about next time you have an interview, I'll go with you and I will give you my glowing approval to help you maybe land secure one of these jobs, because... The way you are the fastest hopper I've seen, so you're definitely capable of working, I think, in any kind of um, space, so... Can you make a persuasion check for me? <laughs> oh, yes, I can. 
That is a 21. Oh. Uh, first agent, ex expertise is a thing. Okay, well, uh, uh, how, how do I, how, I, I, I don't know where you live. I wouldn't know where to find you to bring you to my next interview. Business card. Yep. <laughs> if you're ever in need of freelance work, I'm always looking for eyes around the city. Oh, uh, eyes, uh, well, and he, uh, he, he blinks violently. Um, I got uh, I got two good eyes uh, right right here, not like my uh, my leg over there. Um, so I'm uh, I got two really 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 good eyes. Uh, well, uh, how, how much uh, how much do you pay? Oh, well, feels like something fair. Okay. But if you do take us up, you will. There will be no begging. If you do take us, so we do start paying you, then you wouldn't do that anymore because we'd be giving you something. So it'd be. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I, I can. I guess I can stop begging, but uh, but uh, do you guys provide accommodation? Cause uh, I'm I'm just in deep downtown right now, you know, by, by myself, uh, you know, on the streets. And do you, do you guys have a place to stay for your uh, your eyes in the in the city? We can. I look at R and R. I mean, like we can kind of whisper. I guess we can maybe get a little space. I mean. We did eyes would definitely be really smart to have around here, so especially with everything going on. We are a little busy at the moment, but we can certainly hash these things out. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, uh, and he takes the business card. He's like, I'll, uh, I'll stop by. I'll, uh, when, when, yeah, when, when I finish my shift here and my shift uptown, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll come on by. I'm glad to hear it. Awesome. Uh, no, thanks, guys. Uh, uh, I guess uh, Igor will, uh, and he points to his eyes, see you well, soon, you know, you know? Yes. While this is going on, um, Blanco has stepped off and is looking around the, the city with what he can see. Um, it's his first time here and he's, you know, on his own personal mission and is sort of trying to suss out the city to see what he can see. and he, he turns to um, um, Toad and says, uh, Toad, my amigo, uh, maybe you can help me later to, to help me find maybe the, the Artisan Guild. Um, I'm sure I might find some, some of my friends there that, uh, or some of my people, and that would be amazing if you do not mind. Oh, oh of course, I would be honored to take you there. That'd be, yes. Uh, Yes, no, no doubt. Definitely, I would love to take you there. So, yes, I definitely can help you with that. That is fantastic. It, it seems like this is a very vibrant, interesting place that you live. It is. It's yeah. It's, it's nice. I mean, it's good, bad, ugly, beautiful. It's, it's, it's everything. You know. It's yeah. I think hopefully y'all will kind of like it as much as I do. I mean, it's not perfect, but nothing it is. It can't so. be as bad as our time on the Cluster City. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is a really good point. But um, and, and how, how are you doing? I mean, I know you're kind of questioning your place with us. Hopefully, you know you're feeling a lot more um, secure with us now. So, how, well, how are it, you doing? It wasn't my place. It's just you know I, I have this side side longing to find out some information. But anything that brings me to a new space where I can maybe find out some more information, I. I thank you for bringing us here, and 
I'm sure you will be great hosts to us all. Don't forget, don't forget, I showed the card. You're the best at an AC at your service too, so we'll definitely be able to help with that as well. We have not forgotten. So. Fantastic. Uh, as you guys kind of stand there, you can see a large flow of people are kind of going through a, a giant gap in the wall. There's a huge gate, basically, with two uh, massive wooden doors that have been parted, and there just seems to be like a flow of people. Um, though you can see that there are some people uh, by the uh, by the gate, basically, who are uh, who are kind of talking to uh, talking to people as they come in, um, and you can just hear even more hustle and bustle coming from inside the wall. You can hear. You know, a lot of shouting, a lot of like laughter, a lot of you know noise and just general chaos. You can hear carts being pulled across cobblestones, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, up to you guys at this point. You're stood on the dock, just uh, just chilling where you are. What, what would you like to do? So we'll probably take Evas first. That's it. I mean, since we're. Yeah, I agree. How, how are you feeling? I actually Evis? am very interested. Oh, I was all. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm fine. Um, I'm. I'm fine. I will. I'll. I'll get used to this. You know, the the thing they teach us at the Kazeka is just perseverance and and making the best of your situation. So Blanco, I'm in just glad I'm upright. And says Kazeka. I. I. I know the Kazika, the, the person who has helped me most with my grief, Shiroko, the great monk. He, he is from the Kazika. Evis, you know this to be your master, the, the gentleman who trained you for many years. You recognize that name almost instantly. Oh my god, you... You know him? How, 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 how did you know him? When I left the cluster city with my good friend Porthos, he took me to the Arcane Institute and he knew of my grief, of, of my internal struggle, my loss, my suffering. And it was with the great Sirocco that he taught me to channel my grief. He gave me some inner peace. He, he gave me the feeling to continue. He, he gave me strength like I had not had since I had been at the side of my master Konzo. And for this, I will be eternally grateful. How do you know him? Evis just smiles. He taught me everything I knew, too. <sighs> it's good to hear that his influence has such powerfully far-reaching... Bex. He is a kind, I'm... gentle, caring being. And my life now, I am grateful to him. Do, do you guys want to know something funny? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. My, my brother's name is Sirocco. Well, it's Akko. But, well, it's Sirocco. Um, yeah, it's the same name. Isn't that weird? Is it He's my the older same brother. guy? 
No, I don't think so. I, he's my brother, and I don't think he. Okay. I mean, I have, as you know, we've been to the Cabo Tower, but he lives. Right. He lives on the Corsia Rossi. My older brother. Maybe your your parents. Maybe you had a brother. Play, gave respect to this great monk and 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 named your brother. <laughs> Could be. I, I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I got. I've I've got an older brother, and I've got I've got all kinds of friends and my mom and dad. We we live on a on a it's a it's a huge island, but it's actually a sky zephyr that moves around. But you know the Crucia Rossi. We we go around and we serve everyone around in the sky realm, and we we try to find water for those that need it. And well, anyway, yeah. So his name is Sirocco. I call him Akko. Well, you know, hopefully we're going to meet him someday. Sounds yeah. like it's a cool name at least, so. Yeah, maybe he, he will be great like the great monks around there. Maybe, maybe he too is destined for helping people get through some very bad times. Yeah, I, I think it's more my Uncle Ace, really, that's kind of like that. Akko just sort of hangs out. I don't know, he's... I, I guess I don't want to say anymore, but um, yeah, you might get to meet him at some point. He's my older brother. It'd be an honor. Yeah. It would be an honor to get to know your your family more. And yeah. what a great luck that you have met Rom. Rom can produce obviously small amounts of crystal water. Maybe with this wonderful alliance we are forming here, this friendship, this bond, this this pack. Maybe Ron can assist all of us with yeah with the Crucia Rossi for bringing water to to people. Ron, what 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 fortune uh, to to have my uh, buddy water. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm here. Uh, I mean, gosh, oh, I should keep that down, shouldn't I? Shouldn't say that. Yeah. Oh, you, see a, you see a woman in like a in a dark like kind of gown kind of turn for a moment and then uh, kind of shake her head and just continue off with the things that she's doing. Okay. Yeah, maybe my bad. So a little. Yeah. yeah. So to Wrong to, the word. to the <laughs> to the medical center or to Oliver's R and R. My vote is medical center. Yeah, I think so. we should definitely patch up Atlas as much as we can. I will be returning paperwork to I don't know if you heard that, my dog just jogged right back. <laughs> uh, I will be returning my paperwork to our place of business, so I will probably just be trying to kill two birds with one stone, in a sense. But I will meet you at Oliver's. You sure you don't want to... Um... Could I could I show them direction? Could I get maybe have? I assume you have a map. But can I get a direction? You, do you sure you want to? Because I can go with you. Be that'd be no problem. Give you our team. So we don't need um, a map. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah I'm, 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 this place is a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys. Cool. <laughs> if that's the case, you want as well. Can I ask a question? Uh, do you believe that you have one of the traditional maps of the People's Republic that are given to new people when they arrive at the city? Is that something that uh, uh, that Toad would have had on him to give to the group? 
I think we have like more of like our own kind of map, like from our own kind of like a uh, like one where we know where things are, like like the real kind of you know, not the tourist map, but like you know the what's we got the real I, map. Yeah. So. You might. Ardar probably doesn't, because he doesn't think he needs one at this point. Um, uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of where he's at. He's he's um just trying to go back home to sort some stuff out in terms of his business. So Arnar, are you wanting to split from the group and head down, uh, head into downtown to go uh, to your... For a short time. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Now, now we're going with them. I'm going to give them the map because I don't, I don't want them to be alone, so I'm going to give them the, the map and be like, oh yeah, so uh, it's all like hindered by Toad. So it's like, actually it's not, it's actually pretty neat. You know, for a Toad, uh, the hands are able to actually make something that's, you know, definitely legible. Um, his own flair on it, though, so things are not named as, like, you know, what the real names are, and his bit of the real names <laughs> that he put down there. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Arnar and Toad begin making their way down the dock towards one of the lower gates of the city. There's a lower gates to, to downtown, and uh, you, you you guys know that the, the, the fastest route um, for you guys to get to your, to your place of business is through the red light district. You've got to just bomb through the red light district, and then cut across into deep downtown um, to your to to the the uh, to the grooming parlor which you guys have your uh, your detective business out the back of um, so uh, they they kind of begin making their way off um, and leave you four um, on the dock oh, well, what oh, are you four gonna thank do? you for, for the map toad thank you very much and I say uh, geo I'm, I'm not you know anyone good at unfolding these things they seem to just like I always get the folds wrong, and because you got balls. Uh, yeah, I got, yeah. So be between the two of us, they pass it to Geo, and we open the map. Geo, the only map to rip it. <laughs> so, um, Toad, what what would you have written down? What would the name of the Camille Medical Center be that that, that Toad would have written down? Well, what do you think you would would Toad have called the Camille Medical Center? <laughs> Probably. Um... Not completely quack central. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so you can see, um, if you're looking uh, on on charge, you can see the the, the, the large city. Um, there's like a almost like wall that divides the upper half. It's not actually a wall. It's just a ledge, basically a large ledge that does. Um, the Camille Medical Center is one or two buildings back from that in uh, in uptown, basically. And you can see uh, not quack central written there with like a like a, a medical cross by Toad uh, is written on the map there as you guys open it. Look. You can see there's many other locations on uh, on the map as well. Lots of uh, there's the uh, there's the noisy boisey um, market in the center of, of Midtown. There's uh, there's Narc Central, um, which is like the Imperial District um, that Toad's written. Um, there's a, there's a couple of other uh, you know interestingly named uh, locations um, on there as well as you guys kind of peruse over this map written by uh, by Toad. But you can see. Um, not Quack Central is uh, is definitely just just a couple of houses in, a couple of build, a couple of rows in from uh, from that borderline. Basically, whereabouts on the map is the pet shop detectives? Uh, they are they are um, down in like so. Basically, in downtown, there's two sections of downtown. There's downtown, and then there's deep downtown. Mm. Deep downtown is completely derelict. It's almost completely abandoned at this point. Lots of uh, homeless people live there. 
Um, it, it's very much a squatters kind of area. Um, and slum. Um, slum, yeah, yeah. Very, very hard place to live. Um, it's also where the, you know, most of the lanterns and stuff that are down there are kind of out and it's, it's very dark. Um, and so it's, uh, it, it's the hardest place to live, but they're uh, just above that in, in standard kind of downtown area. Uh, they're, they're probably about uh, five to 15 minutes away from, uh, so, sorry, 10 to 15 minutes away from the red light district in, in downtown, basically. I'm, we're looking at the map and I'm like, uh, Geo, um, I know that uh, Toad said he had written his own variation of things, so what do you think is, is the medical center? I think it's this one, the, 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 the knock quack. Oh. Yeah, that, I, think, I think it's that one. Yeah. Um, and it's heading, we, we gotta go, and he just kind of turns the map and looks behind him and sees the docks, turns the map again and says, we gotta go that way. Oh. And, um, okay. Anders, are you good to walk or should we maybe see if they have something that can take us there? I'm 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 good to walk. Um, I no, we we really don't have to go to the medical center. Center, I I promise you, I I'm fine. We we came here for a purpose. And if Alia, if this is the path Alia has set forth for me, then I'll follow it. As you say that name, you remember that unhinged jaw. There's deep sunken black eyes, and that face is uh, as she said, dark eyes, and then snap back into reality. You okay, Evis? You don't look good. The color, right. the color has drained. You are no longer vibrant blue. You are, you are, you are much paler. Is everything okay? I'm, uh, I. I'm okay. I'm I'm still I'm still getting my color back from from the accident. But thank you all three of you for all of your help so far today. I mean Rom, the the crutches are amazing. It's dirty incredible works of art. Yeah. I mean and all seriously, I do not want to be a burden. I, I totally understand that, but I feel like you're more of a burden if you don't get checked out and then a problem like occurs later on. Just thinking of a logical like standpoint. Okay, fine. At this That's point fine. at this point you see a, a gentleman who's carrying like a big sack of uh, like big stack of boxes kind of bumps into chairs like, Oi, watch it mate and uh, and kind of sways his way like towards uh, towards the gate. Um, and, uh, and kind of follows the flow of people in. Guess we're in the People's Republic, eh? Geo, lead the way. <clears throat> yeah. Geo's got the map, but also has traveled enough to know that you don't want to be too conspicuous with a map, so sort of folds it back enough so that it's narrow and it's not like this big, unwieldy map, touristy-like looking thing, and uh, is marching in the direction that he thinks they need to be Amazing, as you guys come to the gate, you can see that these people are kind of greeting people and they're like, oh, hello, um, welcome to the People's Republic, our grand city. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, here is your free map. Um, here is your free map. Anyone else new who needs a free map? And they're just handing out maps to the people. Yeah, 
they uh, they hand you a map and they're like, hope you enjoy uh, enjoy our beautiful city. It's a wonder inside. Trust me. And uh, they're just kind of like ushering people through. As you guys come through to the other side, what opens up in front of you is a vast cityscape. You can see uh, buildings rising up in different directions and in Midtown specifically where you guys are, you can see uh, that there is, you know, lots of buildings that are like semi-detached uh, or, or, or like blocks of buildings basically. Most of them are kind of beige, yellows, browns, um, like like almost brownie reds as well. Most of their roofs are kind of made with like reddish tiles and things like that. Um, and the, the, the streets here are like cobbled. They're, they're not like paved, but they're like cobbled. So you've got that kind of noise of carts, you know, going past and people rushing around. And uh, you can see, you know, someone being like, uh, there's, you know, a drunk fellow over somewhere falling over. And, it's just pure chaos in front of you. It's like New York City, rush hour, just absolute chaos in front of you. Um, as you guys begin to make your way in, can you all please make a perception check for me? Absolutely, yeah. Evis is just like, I, well, this is, this is definitely different. This is definitely different than the monastery. Uh, it is. It's it's different than anything, isn't it? Look at look at the the energy and the people. It's amazing, really. This is where Uncle Ace used to. This is where he lived. As you see that, a child runs past with a stick and a hoop, and then just kind of bashing the hoop with the stick, and they're like, ha 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 ha, and just like kind of runs off down an alley like uh, near you. I got a six. Six. I got a twelve. Twelve. Sixteen. Twelve. Those of you who are above a 10, Gio, not you. Suddenly, <laughs> through, through all this chaos, can hear shouts for help. You suddenly hear, help, get these guards, help me, uh, please, somebody, help. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Skyrim. We're so thankful that you joined us here at Homie and the Dude. Hope you enjoyed seeing the players get involved with the People's Republic and experience the big city for the first time. Next episode, you can look forward to seeing them adventuring a little bit more and uh, hopefully helping Evis out with uh, their, their current uh, condition that they are in. Uh, otherwise, if you want to, Follow us on all platforms, we're Homie and the Dude, but we also have two new things that you should definitely check out. We have our Discord server, um, where you can find loads of behind the scenes content uh, and interact with Tom and I uh, throughout the week, whenever you fancy it, ask us some questions, that kind of stuff. Um, and there's also now our newsletter of holding, um, which is where we send out a newsletter with lots of updates on things that we're working on. Uh, we also give you guys free D&D supplements. So whether that's an NPC, a map, um, or something like that, means that you guys get some free content as well. As well as being entered in every single one of our dice giveaways, our family-made dice giveaways. So if you want to check those things out, there will be links in the description for those. Otherwise, we will catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for watching.